Welcome back to week two of TV comedies. Um, we went off on the last one. It was a lot longer than we thought. I was like, yeah, Lee, we'll, we'll do two parts. And he goes, why? why? And I'm like, all right. So and then after like- our 47-minute runtime on the first one, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so that's why we so did So that's that. why. to get Katie to tell me about because she started film school recently and she hasn't really told me about it so I, I figured y'all could listen in because she's in film school well by the time this airs it's gonna be like three weeks into film school so maybe I'll have dropped out by then <laughs> <laughs> no in which case it'll be even funnier <laughs> yeah oh my god you know I'll do a little note at the end like asterisk Katie has now dropped out of film school <laughs> But yes, I had film school orientation yesterday. I'm all grown up. Um, I'm not there jealous. are 13 other people in the program, and these people are adults, some of them, which is scary because apparently that makes me one too. But barely. I'm excited. It seems like everyone has a lot of experience, which is good though, because I'd rather be the least experienced and have a lot of people to learn from. But you can tell the professors mean business, and they're really, really excited about cultivating an environment of creativity, but also camaraderie. You can tell that they really want us to be a family unit, and it is small enough where it could be that, but I mean, like, these professors have connections. Like, they're like, yeah, we're going to get you guys in to tour the set of Ozark, you know, if you want to be mentored by the showrunners of Watchmen or Lost or Insecure. Good Lord. I was like, okay, so... Give me the lost showrunner because I have some questions for them. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I don't have that much to report. It's there are definitely some unique characters, and I also plugged this podcast while I was there. So th- if they're listening, you know, I definitely don't want to start going off on them yet. <laughs> but they seem like a really interesting group. They are all super passionate, um, which is kind of all you can really ask for. Yeah, and in, they're, in they're this nice. setting. I feel, so, like, I feel like y'all, I'm going to hear all these stories about y'all like really just pushing each other to the next level of yeah. like your passion. And also pushing each other's buttons because I feel like we're going to be in like a lot of close quarters and like when, when you put When you put a group of artists together, <laughs> I can is, only imagine. So yeah, I wish I had more to report, but I mean at the end they're like, all right, let's go get some Oscars. So yeah. I'll have, I'll definitely have more. I feel like, yeah, as this goes along, you'll have some good stories to tell. It's definitely going to, there's definitely going to be some like late nights where I'm like, I hate this. And people are like, it's film school. It's not that hard. And I'm like, you try making a feature film. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to be very like sarcastic about it, but that's only because I'm working a nine to five corporate job and I'm trying not to act like I, I'm not insanely jealous that she gets to Follow her, follow her dreams and tour the set of Ozark for school and, <laughs> for school and write project. screenplays and be creative. And well, I'm just typing an Excel sheet. I am excited for you to come tour Pinewood Studios with me because I think you're going to just absolutely lose I'll be a kid models. in a candy store. The it, There's a town across the street from the studios and it is for it's like they, they want to encourage everyone that works there to live there and in the middle of the town it's just like a giant movie screen that they play movies in at night i'm like all right that is cool so that's cool wait where is it located what's this peachtree city okay okay i already oh, found so my weird. brewery that i'm gonna be going to what is it, it i don't remember but there, oh, there, wow. there is a brewery there your brewery <laughs> it's my brewery anyways that yeah it's, i feel like that's all i have to say that's cool so y'all stay tuned for 
I'm sure the shit show that will be her life for the next Ooh, year. I can't wait to complain all the time and Lee be like, I don't care. And I'm you're like, working uh, for an that's, insurance yeah, company. Yeah, I'm working. Okay, I love my insurance company. Please don't fire me. Please don't him. fire me. <laughs> I actually do. I, I enjoy my job. It's it's not. I just complain. Compa- okay, when you compare any corporate job to getting to learn to become a fucking movie director <laughs> as your job and tour movie sets, like, it's going to sound bad to anything. I will say it was funny. So we w- went around and we each, you know, said a little bit about ourselves. And at the end, I said my podcast, I, like, I had a TV and film podcast. And then I paused and I was like, I really hope someone doesn't ask me the name of it because then I'm going to have to explain. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Six years uh, under, we it's like get a commentary on bar banter and movies. Uh, and I curse in it sometimes. Please don't listen. <laughs> Anyways, back to the show. Back to the show, uh, TV comedies. And the first one is, like she said before I interrupted her, it's the one that we has a very special place in our heart. All, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I'm wearing a Danny DeVito shirt She right actually, now. no shit, she's wearing... <laughs> A giant Danny DeVito shirt that just has Danny DeVito's face plastered all over it. It's it looks. It's not even something that you think she would have made. For a, it's something she <laughs> I, I bought. Spent money on that was made like with care. <laughs> and it's gorgeous. It actually is kind of cool. It's, it's amazing. Don't act like you it's don't like want a it. different version of Danny DeVito in every corner of the shirt. Yes. Uh, but what what I like about this show? What do you like about the show? It does a lot with a little. Okay. It's the best way I can describe it. Like, I'm sure the budget for this was so... I mean, it was, actually. I remember the first season's budget was so insanely small yeah. that the title sequence is literally them just driving around in Philadelphia with a camcorder and just filming. And then they the song... <laughs> was, like, some kind of song they got from, like, a public record. Like, like it was public Honestly. domain. Like, they used the bare minimum amount of money. The comedy is just there. And I think I like it because it's what we like about Chandler from Friends. He's dark. He's cynical. This show is is nothing but dark and cynical. Well, and also speaking on like the low budget, so they shot the the three of them were starving actors, mm-hmm. and they had a hundred bucks, and they shot the pilot. They and it was originally called it's um it's always sunny on TV. And it was about three struggling actors competing for the role of a cancer patient, essentially. And so the <laughs> FX president was like, okay, y'all are on to something. Here's $400,000. Go shoot a proper pilot with an actual real crew. And that's when they changed it to Patty's Pub and made the adjustments. But I just, like, but that just fits the show so well. Yeah. Like, a hundred bucks and go for it. If you're, I feel like, especially you and like what you're about to do, yeah. like it fits in like struggling actors who want to make something so they use the bare minimum that they yeah. can. It's, I mean, I know we're always like the characters, the characters, the characters. Yeah. But, dear God, I mean, all psychopaths in their own quirky little way. It is one of the funniest shows that's it still is. on the air. One of the funniest shows of all time. I, I Danny DeVito came in six episodes in. Mm-hmm. I don't how know they how they got him, him. And to he, do it. He would do anything. I mean, he'd get naked on a playground. He'd yeah. come out of the couch naked. Like this man was like at their services, and that's why he's a legend. I he mean, is. That's he is. Why I'm wearing it, his face on my shirt. Yeah, I think. 
I can't even begin to talk about the writing in this show. It's so good. Also, it's so clever. They definitely get away with a lot of things. Oh, they get, they do. They They're so the unapologetic about it. I love it. It's so quotable. It's so funny. It's. I feel like obviously guys love it a lot, but like girls, I. I it definitely is more of a dude show. It, it, I, yeah, I would agree. The, the comedy like and the characters. This is the fucking premise of this podcast. I'm just simply not. Is Katie broadcasting to the world that she's not like other girls? Uh, It's true, but. She's wearing a Danny DeVito shirt, so I can attest that she is not like most girls. But I I love everything about the show. They push the limits in the best way Mm -hmm. to the point where I'm still, like. I just, I don't know how they do it. I still watch some of my favorite episodes, like The Dennis System and (laughs) and, uh, uh, Charty McDennis, The Game. Bird Law. Bird Law. Oh my God. what other ones are really good? The Royal McPoyle, all that. The one where they're trying to, like, where, uh, uh oh, the Charlie is, uh, thinks, they trick Charlie into thinking that he's smart. <laughs> oh, oh, I like the, when they, they play the game. <laughs> we saw, like, Charlie McDennis? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, also, though, so, the actor that plays Mac, um, he actually wrote it that all the characters got fat. As, like, a way to show, like, as a joke that, like, you get better with age in TV. Like, it yeah. gets that. And then Danny DeVito got, would get really skinny, but everyone else would get really fat. And everyone was like, no. So, so he was the only one that did it. And he <laughs> ate 5,000 calories a day. It was so... And then, this past season, he got ripped. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely ripped. ripped. As a joke. At, God, I would love to get skinny as a joke, as a fun little prank. It was myself. so funny. But if you didn't know, Mac and Dee are married in real life. And it took me a while to figure that out. Charlie and the waitress are, are married, also married, which is hilarious. And Danny DeVito and Dennis <laughs> are also married. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's all. There, there's lawyerings and such. Lawyerings, we're lawyers. <laughs> it's great. It's all great. Right. So another show that like. Is so different, but it has the same vibe. Is Arrested Development, which I think is one of the most underrated shows of all time. So I haven't seen it. I watched the first couple episodes in high school because my teacher made me when we finished finals and we had nothing to do, and it didn't click. And I haven't come back to it yet. So explain to me what I'm missing. So Arrested Development is about this. Very, like, torn apart, bizarre, eclectic family that is full of narcissists, egoists, psychopaths. Like, they got it all. Mm -hmm. You know, you have the grandfather who's in prison. You have the grandmother who's stepping out on her balcony asking if anyone would like to join her for some breakfast wine. (laughs) You have... The seemingly normal son with another son who is Michael, who with whose son is Michael Sarah, and then his siblings oh, who are Will Arnett, Portia, who's Ellen's wife. Mm. Um, really? Yeah. I don't think I knew that she was in that. And then I'm forgetting the actor's name. He's in Veep also, but his name is Buster, and he's oh, just a, yeah, the, a freak. What is that actor's name? And, He's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, and then you have <laughs> Portia, whose um, husband on the show, his name is Tobias Fugue. He's the villain in Alvin and the Chipmunks. 
It's David Cross. God. Oh! It's David Cross, and his his character name is Tobias. He is the funniest. I don't even know how to explain it. (laughs) It's like you're crying right now. I literally was like, he's a never nude. He so he can never be naked, so he wears jorts underneath everything, and like there's just scenes of him like sitting in the shower crying in jorts. I'm not explaining myself well at all, but but you can tell she has a passionate connection to it. He just really like there's always money in the banana stand is all I have to say. Oh, so I do remember the banana stand. The banana stand is so great. Michael, there was $200,000 tied to that banana stand. <laughs> no touching. I'm sorry. I sound like I'm having a mental breakdown. I just... And she is. I love this show. But now you can talk about a show that I haven't... I've seen a couple episodes of and I'm really not passionate about, which is... How My turn. How I Met Your Mother. So this was one of the first... If Actually, I would say this was the first sitcom that I watched ever. Um, I watched this before I even watched The Office. Um, me and my friends, we, we listened, we watched this, uh, and got like really into it. And it was one of the first times that I actually watched the show every time it came on. Cause I watched it up to the point where it, it stopped. I want to say it was like season five. So then season six to wherever it ended, I actually watched it on TV on Wednesday nights every week. And it was like special for me. So I am very attached to it. Um, I think I, I really enjoyed the premise. I, the thing I thought was the the smart, the most like smart thing about it, uh, when you compare it to things like Friends and uh, and Seinfeld and other sitcoms, is that it would the order, the non-linear storytelling. I thought was really cool. How it was an it was an unreliable storyteller. Uh, uh, what's his name? Bob Saget. Mm-hmm. Bob Saget is the narrator playing future Ted, and. I, I always loved the way he would tell a story, but then he would be like, wait, was it like that? And then they'd rewind it, and he'd tell it. Maybe it was like this, and they'd do it along with that way, and they're like, no, no. they do it like this. And like, it'd be something as simple as he couldn't remember the name of a, a person's name, so he's like, we'll just call her Blah Blah. So the entire like episode, they refer to this hot girl as Blah Blah. And I was like, it's just it's clever storytelling that I haven't seen before. So I always loved it. Um, but... I will never forgive it for its what could be called the worst TV show ending of all time. I remember when it came out. Yeah. How people felt. And so, if you don't know, I yeah, I'm just gonna spoil. I, no one. Everyone no one's knows. gonna. Yeah. So the whole premise is that they're leading up to how Ted met the motherfucking mother, <laughs> and when they spent the entire last season introducing the mother, and every like that was the best decision they made because. That actress is like Christy something, I think her name is, but she plays Ted's uh, wife, and she was perfect. Like, they set her up perfectly. It was everything that Ted was looking for. She was charming. Like, they, they got the audience to fall in love with her, and then... How many episodes? In the final season? Yeah. Well, like, was she in? I want to say it was like 10 to 15. Oh, so she was there. She was there the entire last season. For they introduced reason, her the I first she had like one episode. No, no, they introduced her at the beginning of the last season and spent that entire season endearing us to her. Oh, that's fast. And then they kill her in the last second and then they make her go him go and like, "Oh, dad, you've been in love with Robin the whole time." Like, well, whose kids would say that? <laughs> like, wait, dad, you didn't actually love mom. Go go love that uh your our aunt cuz they call her Aunt Robin. That's messed which up. was weird. 
And they ended it like that, and I was so pissed because my mom, the entire time, because we watched the last couple seasons together, she was like, I don't think, I think that Robin is the mother. And I'm like, she's not. They call her Aunt Robin. She's like, I don't know. I think they still end up together. And I kept saying her, no, he doesn't. He's already made that clear that they don't end up together. I am. I remember at the end, my mom's like, I told you. Oh, God. There is nothing that Lee and I hate more than someone saying, I told you so, when it comes to a TV or a movie. And I was like, I was about to explode. I was so mad. And I just remember all the articles that came out later by saying, it was never, they've never seen a show so poorly stick the landing like did they think that was going to be cute so here's the problem with that uh they filmed if you realize if you've ever watched it the kids like the guy one the the guy is uh the brother from wizards of waverly place yeah um but they say the same age throughout all nine years of it running so they filmed all those scenes of the kids reacting ahead of at the very beginning of the pilot so they pigeonholed themselves into that ending. They couldn't have, like, that was the ending all along. So they kind of had to do it. And the, I don't think they expected, one, the audience to get so used to Robin and Ted not being perfect for each other. I don't think they expected to put Robin and Barney together. I don't think they expected for us that to love weird. the wife. It was the perfect example of the writers wrote themselves into a corner and they couldn't back out. I, I will say, though, it's, it's kind of cool that they thought ahead to do the yeah. filming of the kids. Like, that is clever, but that's just... That... Yeah. I remember hearing... I remember people talking... Because it was done in high school. Yeah. Uh, it, it's last season, I want to say, was our junior year and of high school. And people were, like, visibly upset at school. I was... I mean, I, I remember being the only person who watched it who was upset, but over Twitter, man, we were... We had ourselves We were yelling... Done. All right, so next one, one of my favorite. I think this is my one top of, three. One of my new favorites, too, honestly new. enough. Someone say new. New girl. Can I go ahead and say my thing about it real quick? Yeah. Uh, for all the guys that are listening, I am 100% with you. I was such a, I was so I against this, this show. And you, can you blame us? It's called New Girl, and Zoe, and Zoe Deschanel is like the main Especially on Netflix, it doesn't really Actually, have like the, the other guys. The image is like her it just and this has her like goofy. Polka dot, polka dots. When when a guy sees that, he's not gonna think, "Oh, this is a show for me." Well, it, it is. It oddly enough, it was. So, yeah, Zoe Deschanel is is funny and everything, but it's the roommates, the side character. None of this. They, they get they each get equal screen time, but the roommates that aren't Zoe Deschanel, the guys. Some of the best comedic girl gold I've seen in a TV show. I think it's it's one of the most brilliant and underrated. I know I, I keep saying underrated, underrated, but I think Rest Development and New Girl are underrated and deserve. Yeah. I think New Girl actually had <clears throat> it has much more visibility than Rest Development. Yeah. But I didn't know that guys didn't want to watch it because they thought it was like more for girls. This show, it's more for guys. I mean, it. The it honestly, it is, honestly, it does have more guys and more guy humor than girl humor. It I feel is like. hilarious. I'm not even. I'm not a fan of Zoe Deschanel. Like, I am not watching it for her. I'm watching it because I'm in love with Schmidt, Nick Miller, and Winston Bishop. Winnie the Bish, baby. <laughs> Frank Sinatra. They do develop those characters so well. I Schmidt is. Arguably up there in terms of like John Raffio and like Creed Bratton as some of my all-time favorite characters in a television show. Are you 
cooking frittata in a saucepan? What is this, a prison? Like, I, everything he says is just it's like, so what? It's so brilliant. Like, my one of my favorite lines of dialogue was so simple, but it was when uh, Coach was going through his trash. He was like, it's like, someone put, uh, was like, why'd you put your coffee grounds in a plastic bag? He was like, I put my coffee grounds in a plastic bag so I don't get the rest of my trash dirty. <laughs> or when he made the realization that Nick didn't wash his towels and Nick Miller tried to make the argument. He was like, I use it to wash my body. Like, why would I need it to wash? Like, <laughs> which is like such, I don't want to, you know, say that that is the entire male race, but I just feel like that's pretty It's on. funny because all three of them represent like the trichotomy of like, all I, guys. I like, like, oh, I just love Nick Miller. And I'm like, wait, no, I just love Schmidt. And I'm like, wait, I love Winston and his like, little they bird each, shirts. They each offer a very unique kind of comedy that yeah. works very well. Honestly, that show deserves the world. I, it does. It just day wasn't in it. Honestly, probably be better. But her really shitty taste in boyfriends was always a fun little addition. They had great cameos. They had great. They were so unexpected. Um, but yeah, I agree. I, my roommates. I remember it was actually funny. My roommate Crawford. What's up, Crawford? He was the one who recommended it. And we always used to make fun of him for it for like recommending the it joke to us. Is on you. I know, but then. I ended up watching it, and the rest of my room, this was when Crawford, this was over the summer when Crawford was living back home, and it was just the three of us, and we ended up, like, just spending a lot of nights just, like, watching New Girl. It is so good! Because we, we were like, oh, shit, this is actually really funny. So, if you haven't given New Girl a try yet... Give it a try. If you're a, if you're a guy, just try and watch the first season, like, give it a shot. I pr- If it's not for you, it's not for you. I totally understand. But, but you're wrong. <laughs> But just give it a sh- Don't let the title and Zoe Deschanel drive you away. So this next one is just a Katie show, but it I keep I feel like I keep saying it's you my keep top saying three. Un- you keep saying underrated too. It oh fuck okay Thirty Rock. It it was done filming many years ago, mm-hmm. but it is Tina Fey's show. It is about um, a producer writer in New York trying to have it all so it while producing to, a late night show. Yeah. So maybe that's why I like it because obviously that is the content obviously I you're want. Tina Fey. But Tracy Morgan is on it. I, I think her name is Jenna in real life too. But the character that plays Jenna, who's like the dramatic diva actress, Kenneth Parcell, who Alec is, Baldwin's in it, right? Alec Baldwin is in it. And may I just say, we were talking about cameos earlier. If you want to see cameos, they have a new famous person in every episode. Peter Dinklage, Juliana Moore. Like, hmm. I wonder every, if that's because James of the... James Parson, Matt Damon. Maybe it's because of Tina Fey, because of yeah. how well... Because of SNL. I bet, I bet they had a yeah. great SNL presence oh, on there. Oh, they had so many people from SNL. I mean, you have to think about it. Tina Fey is so well-known and has yeah. worked with so many people that she pulled on... All of these like characters for cameos so seamlessly. Mm-hmm. It is brilliant. It is a great. You don't get a lot of comedies with a single female ladies like back That's then. True. Yeah, that was a, true. like that like that was impressive for the time. It is. That's like my comfort show. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like the yeah. show I can always go back to and I can always count on. Mm-hmm. It. It's hilarious. How many seasons is it? I want to say five. It's an easy watch. You'll blow through the episodes. But, I mean, the late night television industry fascinates me. And it just, 
it gives like a glimpse into that, but also like this awkward. That's what's woman. gonna probably make me watch it eventually because I think that's fascinating. Yeah, too. like it it takes place at Thirty Rock. Okay. So you know you have these crossover run-ins with everything that happens and the day-to-day like silly things that occur. I like the idea of a writer's room. Like is always been interesting to me, and so mm. the dialogue that like comes from watching these silly writers Mm -hmm. have to write com like commentary like script for a pretty shitty show like the show she produces is does alec baldwin play the talk show guy no so alec baldwin is like high up in nbc okay okay and so i know he has to play a boss man so he's you know the boss guy that tina fey always is you know slinking into his office for life advice and so they have this also another thing that i like about it is that it's a mentorship and also a partnership, and it's not a romance. It never is. There's one episode where she's like, why was it never us? Like, But it's a joke. Like, uh-huh. I really appreciate that just because there's a man and a woman in close proximity to each other, yeah. they don't have to fall in love. Like, this yeah. is not... Also, though, like... Or even, are, like, try and flirt with each other. Or yeah. even try. No, like, it's a very funny Professional, like... It's more realistic. Like, yeah. it's unrealistic to think that every attractive person who works within the same vicinity of each other exactly. is gonna is gonna like date when it's very possible to just be friends with them. Exactly. I think the show has really aged well and has withstood the test of time. And honestly, like, it's so quotable. It's so funny. Like, this one you're freaking out because you know I don't understand any of the quotes, so you can't do I'm it. I'm not going to. But I mean, all my awards. Wait, do you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? No. You need to. But I keep hearing it's so good. It's Larry David! Because I know that, it, like, uh, Donald 